0: welcome back to the asap weekly pokemon podcast uh i'm joined as always by matt say hello matt
1: <laughs> hello
0: hello hello uh and today we have a a guest uh, a special guest a hopefully reoccurring guest that's the that's the that's a title i'll give you know until until like he proves himself so really, and then, then we'll give him that host title you know uh but tristan welcome to the podcast oh
2: thanks for thanks for having me
0: um yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're glad to have you. Um, what I'm really happy with is is uh, you and Matt know each other well, so I'm hoping uh, that'll be that'll be a fun little kind of, I don't know, you'll have some in, inside jokes or some stuff, and it'll go over my head, but it'll still be really funny. That's what that's what that's, I'm kind of hoping for.
2: That's fair. They they go over our head largely as well, so everyone is <laughs> equally lost. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, maybe my first question to you, Tristan, uh, while we're here is. Uh how'd you how yeah, how did you learn about Pokemon? How'd you get into it? I know myself and Matt, we uh we talked about that on the very first episode. So I thought with you joining us today it might be good to kind of get your you know overall experience uh with the games, with the anime, with anything.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um my very first console personally that I actually like had. I mean, we had ones growing up was a Game Boy Color, and I got Pokemon Blue with it. So that was my introduction to the series, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um For several months prior, my cousin had had it, and he had Pokemon (laughs) Red, and he was like absolutely just rubbing that in my face. So by the time Christmas came around, it was like, yeah, it's my turn now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Um, Um, It actually ended terribly, um, because I was a very dumb (laughs) eight-year-old, and I got prodigiously lost in Mount Moon to the point... (laughs) That my father had to go out. I got it for Christmas. My father had to go out during Boxing Week to get a strategy guide so that <laughs> Christmas was not retroactively ruined by the sheer ineptitude of his child. I, I went through it, was it was, I went into Mount Moon a child. I came out a man <laughs> with a fully evolved Charizard. So oh, no. many AA batteries burned through. And a box full of Clefairies in Paris. Because <laughs> my understanding was something got sent to someone's PC meant theft. And I was like, they keep taking my Pokemon, so I guess I just got to catch more. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was not a clever child. I'm not particularly clever as an adult, but you know.
0: At least so, yeah. a little more clever. Um, Hopefully. uh. I think that's so funny. Like this, this this brings up something that for me, uh, when I got my first GameCube, I don't know how old I was, but I got like my first GameCube, um, and used obviously, uh, yeah, GameCube, and I got Digimon, like some random, some random Digimon game. Okay, I didn't know they kind of said there was like some rental feature, like if you bought the thing, you could rent out some games for like the week or something, um. I didn't know what a memory card was.
1: Oh,
2: I feel that,
0: <laughs> or, or or that I,
2: <laughs>
0: or that I, uh, or or that I needed one, um, and so it was a lot of tears. I'm sure for my very young self, not being able to save and just replaying it over and over again.
2: <laughs> me, me and my younger sibling, when we got our GameCube, it, uh, we got it with Lego Star Wars, and we did not have a memory card, so there was a lot of um, debate. Over the the point of collecting certain things, because the entire point of that game is to go through the game and collect like different stuff. <laughs> and I, I was like, "We, we just got to play through the game. Like, we're not going to get to save, so we, we might as well." <laughs> my, my younger sibling the whole time was like, "No, we, we got to get the mini kits, and like we're not going to get to keep the mini kits when when we turn off the GameCube, they're they're gone again."
0: Amazing! it's just a video game. <laughs> Uh, um, Matt, do you have any stories of
1: that, of, uh... Of, of... memory card nonsense? Not or, particularly, or, or,
0: but... Or getting, like, a game you really like, but not understanding it, and then starting, you know... <laughs> and then well, requiring a strategy guide.
2: I, uh...
1: I do remember, and this is jumping ahead a couple of years, with, um... When I was playing through Pokemon Sapphire, and... I repeatedly went to the public library because they had, um, you know, game guides there for some reason. Um, (laughs) And, you know, instead of, you know, using my library card to take out the book and take it back home and go through it like that, I would go to the library, read what I needed to read, try to memorize it for some reason. I didn't bring paper to write anything down or anything and um go back home and try to apply it to get the reggies which (laughs) um you know i don't i don't read braille so that was that was an experience
0: actually that's pretty funny and i'm sure we can probably bring this up when we when we get to ruby and sapphire but i remember you told me how to get the reggies i had no idea i'm like what are these markings and i remember specifically asking you in school. how do I get these? And you're like, oh, you need like this Pokemon and you know what I mean? And, I, and I all I, those things.
2: <laughs> who I designed agree. that puzzle. Clearly hated children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I you know what though? Part of me really liked it because of the fact that I had to ask someone else. Like, and this was obviously like now you just look it up and and these puzzles are kind of ruined in some sense. That's fair. Because because when when you didn't have a strategy guide or you need to hear from someone else, it was like the cool it was like some secret that only like presumably most of the player base didn't know about, right? So yeah. I I thought that was that was neat. Yeah,
1: you know there was there was the whole thing with, um, you know, you're going down that route, and you you originally just think it's just a bunch of rapids to take you to the other side, so that you it's a one way route, but then you figure out a pattern and you end up finding a secret area with a sunken temple in it. and It's like the coolest thing as a kid.
0: Uh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh I think Tristan, did you want to add something to that? Oh, I, I was gonna
2: say, just just speaking of dating ourselves, do y'all remember strategy guides? <laughs> like I wow. I'm with uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Matt in the fact that the, the closest thing to a strategy guide was like those like tips and tricks, uh, uh random like like magazines that you'd find in the library. That that is that is the closest, I guess, to is an official I, strategy guide that I had.
2: I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for that industry because they made such a pivot during, like, the DS, 3DS era, where they were like, okay, y'all have, like, game facts. This is not a sustainable model anymore. What if we made art books that sometimes <laughs> gave you a tip? And that's basically what they became. I, I don't know if they still exist, but I, I've i seen a few since, and I was like, huh. I respect I, I can like, respect that hustle, yeah.
1: Yeah. My, my favorite uh, strategy guides were the ones that, you know, either outright lied or did not contain the full information.
2: Oh, those ones are great. There's a there's a firearm YouTuber I follow, and he's got a series of videos where he talks about um, the official Nintendo guides for several of the games, and they are abominations. Like they, they're just. <laughs> they they have like ratings for the different units cuz it's a strategy game and they're like this one's really good at this but it's it's all completely arbitrary <laughs> yeah it's just some guy's opinion he's like yeah i like this guy he's he's got blue armor like
1: <laughs> yeah th- there's some things works. in uh fire em- not Fire em- uh final fantasy tactics advance including the fact that the strategy guy conveniently leaves off any tips or tricks for like the second half of the campaign that unlocks after you finish all the all the quests, you know, the really hard thing that you might want a campaign guide for. <laughs> anyway, we're um, getting off topic.
0: We're getting off topic. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll write it. You know, if if I was in full full podcaster mode, you know, you you both of you would have been cut off five minutes ago. Okay, that's valid. But we 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 we, keep, we no 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 we we keep the uh this <laughs> this is my um. I mean, I think I told, I was talking to Matt about this, but this is definitely one of my, uh, I'm just talking to friends podcast, podcast, if that makes sense. That's fair. So I, d- I don't yeah. worry about it if we go inside 10 just, but yes, let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, the main event of today. Uh, so Pokemon red and blue. All right. Um, we will not be talking about the remakes, uh, cause that, you know, you know what, when we start getting into remakes, that's when we know that we're on the, like the second round, you know, we, we've exhausted all our other topics uh, that we do these one off shows on and we're we're getting into remakes and I'm sure we'll get to them at some point, but no we're only gonna talk about the original versions of the games and this goes for all all our future games as well uh so let's let's begin by getting a little bit of um of a backstory uh brought to you by uh Wikipedia and Bulbapedia <laughs> as well i guess um i'm not I'm not gonna shy away from it are, all are right, they our sponsors
2: <laughs> do we do we have a clip? Do
0: we... <laughs> no, no. no. The, the The reason I'm mentioning it is because you know you you like to cite your sources, right? No, it's understandable. Uh... <laughs> and by that I mean, then they can go on the Wikipedia and then cite the sources that were cited on the Wikipedia page, and then they might find where they got this the information.
1: Circle from. of citing.
0: Anyway, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue were the, um, I guess, the American versions of the releases that were Pocket Monsters Red and Pocket Monsters Green. In Japan uh, from 1996. Um, uh, that's when they were released. Uh, I guess, you know, if you want to have an exact date, then October. What I'm getting from here is Pokemon Red and Blue is actually only released in North America in 1998. So that means for two years or so, um, the, the original versions of the, gray, of the game, Red and Green, in Japan. They had it for two years and we didn't have it, uh, <laughs> which which I guess is something. I mean, to that's to... pretty
1: standard for, uh, you know, we're used to global releases these days. But I remember back in the day with Japan getting games like two years in advance.
0: The best is so- if someone has that had this has that game and you're like, it's all in Japanese and you're like, how did you even get this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um like some cousin of someone or something okay uh but i would like to mention okay let's let's go over uh a brief introduction um i guess you know one thing is it's the it's a it's a role-playing game that that is that is what is considered um i feel like now pokemon is mostly considered kind of its own genre like i think i think there are other games that are similar to it but it's kind of become its own thing that's that's at least my take on it uh, but pretty much uh it is the introduction to the the standard format that we'll see kind of reiterated upon every other pokemon game um you are you are requested to become the best pokemon fighter pokemon uh trainer of you know of all time that's essentially the goal uh, and you make your way through these eight gym leaders and then go on to the indigo league uh, where you have to defeat the elite four and you also have the side the side hustle of catching them all the side hustle of Collecting as many Pokemon as you can uh, in the Pokedex. Uh, the first thing I'd like to talk about is what do we think about, you know, who whoever thought of this idea, <laughs> or I mean, sh- sorry, I, I guess, I guess, you know, there might be some people that are credited officially, but you know, what do you think of this original idea for a game? Like if someone came up to you and you had no knowledge of what Pokemon was, and someone said, this is the idea. Uh, what, do, what do we think of that? Uh, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll start throwing it. I'll throw it to Matt first here.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's it's a it's a very interesting idea off the top because um, it's essentially it's very red 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 and blue are probably the most JRPG of the Pokemon games before they really started um, developing into their own separate thing. So you really have this um, very interesting idea where instead of having you know the four to eight guys you would have in your party in a JRPG, there's 150 different possible ones. So there's a lot of personalization you can go into that um, a lot of games back then did not have. So like, you could have your team and no one else you knew would use those specific six Pokemon. Um, I guess to
0: that point, though... I guess what it did, did differently is I feel in other JRPGs, like if you were switching, you'd literally switch that character on the screen, like who you're going around. So the fact that there's just the one trainer the character that you kind of associate with, and these are just like your minions, might make it a little more bearable for a kid to understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's know. also
1: more personal because mm-hmm. um, you know, you can project yourself onto that trainer very easily, and uh, then those six Pokemon become your Pokemon. They're your, uh, they're your friends. And for a GameCube title, uh, the sprite work is excellent. GameCube, or God, why I... did I say GameCube? Game Boy. Did
2: I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, get the a... like, Game Boy player.
1: You know, I play Pokemon GameCube for a Game Boy game. The sprite work is excellent.
2: It's, it's funny you should bring up the sprite word, actually, because um, we were talking about, like, different versions and, like, how things were, you know, Japan had these games for two years. Um, Red and Green were actually out for long enough that they released Blue in Japan as, like, a revised edition. And that's that's what we got.
0: Ah, So, like our,
2: our Red and Blue were based on their Blue, which came out, like, two years later. So
0: their formula of creating a game a year or two after that's better than the original game was already established in the first invention. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me, Tristan? Yeah, <laughs> it was great.
2: Um up to and including different sprites. You can find you can find the original red-green sprites. Some of them are atrocious. Um some of just like like there's there's what we consider to be the original sprites, but then there's like I guess they're effectively beta sprites as far as like Western audiences are concerned. But but some of the red green ones are they they certainly exist. I, I don't I like have great actually, examples off oh, the top of my geez. head, but yeah, there's yeah. Some Venusaur
1: is like <laughs> mostly a tree.
2: Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're certainly interesting.
1: Okay, um, so um, and then they
2: double dipped because they also made yellow afterwards. They're like, <laughs> <weird>.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Some of these things. Really, I just, I know rich.
0: Matt's looking all, at all of them right now. He's, he's going through the, the original <laughs> sprites right now. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I actually want to ask while we're here, while we're still kind of in the introduction of, of Red vs. Blue, I know myself and Matt, I believe we originally started with Ruby and Sapphire and went back to play the games. I actually um, started
1: with Crystal.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Ah, okay. A man I culture, see. I see. see. You're, you're yeah, a, a true man of culture. <laughs> um... But no, I wanted to, uh, Tristan to kind of tell us a little bit um, about what it was like to have this as your first experience, and then maybe myself and Matt can kind of contrast it to going back from the newer games, if that makes sense.
2: Um, no, yeah, that's fair. I, I was I was very much like the Pokemon kid in yeah. uh, my class growing up. Um, part of that was at the un, at the time undiagnosed ADD, um, but I was I was like like. The nineties were were big on Pokemon anyway, but I was I was like here for it. Like the cards that everyone said were too hard to play, but I was like, There is a rule book, you guys <laughs> <laughs> We we could learn this. I, I know you guys can read, but you know. Um we had my, my grade two teacher, um, because I would not shut up about things in general, but especially about Pokemon, <laughs> um, implemented a policy in which I had a certain number of popsicle sticks per day he would give me, and when I wanted to either ask him a question or like tell him something, um, I was required to hand him a popsicle stick. And if I was out, that was it. He did not want to hear about anything else from me for the rest of the day, and and Pokemon more or less brought that on single handedly.
0: <laughs> so he was, was he was a
2: very nice person, but he was he was very. I don't blame him one bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's it's the only game I actually had for the Game Boy for... I I couldn't even tell you what the second one even would have been. Probably Gold and Silver at that point. Um, but it was all that I played. Like, all that I played. Not even just on the <laughs> Game Boy. Like, I, I just did not have other games to really play often. Because we only yeah, had the yeah. one TV. So we had, like, a Genesis and stuff like that, but, like, there's only so much you can really do if people are also using the TV. So I, I played a lot of Pokemon. Um, yeah. I knew a lot of the stuff front to back. I, I replayed it a lot, which is something I, I kind of miss with the newer games. Because I feel like they they've implemented like a bunch of event stuff, which is which is cool. Like it's it's neat that it has that kind of reach, but they're they're really bad at um, availability for those. So it's very hard to restart the newer games without feeling like you've now lost a part of the game, especially for the ones where there's some kind of like in-game something or other. You have to like, you can't catch something without this thing. Um,
0: Oh, so wait, when you restart it, you can't catch it again? Yeah,
2: like in, like for example, for uh, Diamond and Pearl, we're we're skipping ahead sometime, but they had the mystery gift function where you could get downloaded like items and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: certain key items let you catch certain things like Shaman and Darkrai. RCS were all exclusive, like not so, just event distribution, but they were like they were in the game's code, and with certain key items, you could prompt an event to go catch them. But if you then restarted your game, that download data was tied to your save file and not like the cartridge, <laughs> so you you were then locked out of it effectively for the rest of time, barring any kind of like game shark, game genie cheats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Diamond and Pearl was probably the worst for that.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, red, red, and blue had a kind of freedom to that, where I I replayed it multiple times just because it was fun.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that 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 makes sense. Uh, Let's, yeah, maybe maybe let's talk a little bit, Matt. how how did you feel going from Crystal? Because, well let me let me let me say this: when I went from Ruby to to uh, to play Red and Blue again, um, and I think I've played like a couple times. Like, I played originally on a Game of Color or, or a Game of Color Culture cartridge and then i believe the ds for a limited amount of time you're able to get you could download on your physical ds some of the older games um so i remember getting i don't know if it was red or blue or yellow but but i remember playing a little bit there um and i found that one of there was a couple things that i realized in later games were no longer like a thing you had to ever think about but in the original game, there is there's the item. Like for me, what stood out immediately was the fact that you had a limit on the amount of items you could carry, which yep. makes sense from a realistic perspective. But on, in all the future games, they're like, okay, you don't need this. You don't need the item part of the PC uh, in and out. Um, that was one thing that immediately stood out to me. The second was uh, selecting the bicycle was a pain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Was I also know. A hot mess. Uh. Getting the bicycle is one thing, because I remember the first time I played the game, I had no idea how to get the bicycle. I was like, it's a million dollars. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> I <and laughs> I believe my mind was like, okay, I'll just keep facing against these. I'll just keep getting <laughs> money. From... <laughs> um, but uh, that, those are two big things that stood out to me. Matt, may, may, what were your immediate kind of things um, that stuck
1: out to you? So uh, I think it's worth explaining why I went back to those games. Um, so I started with Crystal, and anyone who's played the second generation knows that in the latter half of the game, you go back to Kanto, and you get to explore all around, and that was really cool, even though I didn't have the nostalgia of, you know, having played the first games, but I, because I was getting into Pokemon, I got some other Pokemon books, and, like, one of them was this, like, tip guide for uh, Kanto that was explaining, like, oh, you know... You go to Victory Road, and there's Moltres and the power plant. There's uh, Zapdos, and I'm like, "Oh, cool!" And I go to Victory Road, and it's it's like paved over in uh, <laughs> the second generation.
0: I mean, it's been two years, man. What do you expect?
1: <laughs> right, but I'm I'm a, I'm a kid who thinks that Cut is the most powerful attack in the game. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> devastated by the fact that like this uh, tip guide for a game I'm not playing is not accurate. So, um, we went to, um, uh, I think it was probably Microplay, and I got, uh, Pokemon Yellow. hmm And I played through that, and, um, I was finally able to find all the legendary Pokemon I'd read so much about <laughs> in the places where they were supposed to be. Um, now... It was, it was probably less of a shock for me because uh, just going from Crystal to uh, the first generation isn't as much of a of a leap.
0: It's kind of the same, except color. Like the only thing the difference yeah, is the color. color
1: the, the lack of color was, um, it it was a, it was a bit uh, it was a bit of a disappointment. But uh, the game itself functioned well enough. Um, it was a it was a little bit I, I want to say it was a little bit easier but I don't know if that was just because I didn't think that for Alligator with a cut with cut was the most powerful attack in the game
2: I, I would largely argue resist. it's easier Huh? I, I would largely argue it's easier Um, second the second, then the second, second jet had games. really weird difficulty spikes
1: That's fair Um, that's a fair point and I actually like tried different Pokemon because I couldn't use for alligator, um, <laughs> and uh, you know it was a really positive experience. Like it it held up it held up pretty well compared to the second generation.
0: Mm. And that's that's so funny. And we'll probably talk about this more when we do the second generation games. But like for me, and I still to this day I feel like for a complete game, uh, the second generation was had the most content that felt the most rewarding all right and i think the reason for it is because it built on nostalgia right so if you're if you're someone who either watched the anime or played the original games when you get to second generation not only do you have this whole new story but you it kind of closes the book on the first games right um and i think that's why you know I, i hold it with such high regard you know um, and I think I'm lucky in some ways that Ruby was the first game I played because I have now a nostalgia thing for that, but also I have the nostalgia of when I, when I went to play those other games from the anime. Right. So it's, it's this kind of cool, really mix of things for me there. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me actually give a brief synopsis of the story. Cause I actually didn't get a chance to do that. Um, right. not that, not that I think anyone doesn't know what it was, but in red and blue, uh, you are in the region of Kanto, uh, based on the real-life region of Kanto in Japan, uh, and you start in a town called Pallet Town, uh, then you venture alone in the grass, and the player is stopped by Professor Oak, another trope that will be continued for a couple generations. Not not too many, but enough that you know what the trope is. Uh, A famous Pokemon researcher and explains about wild Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. You have a rival that is his grandson, which coincidentally I figured uh, most recently, I, I thought I'd mention this, um, in my uh, Sword and Shield game, I, I called my main character Gary because I'm like, you know what? Honestly, the amount of the amount of uh, you know the amount of difficulties that Gary has had to go through has just <laughs> made me feel like he, he should really be the main character. Sometimes. I
2: mean, the man has ten badges. That's at least twenty five percent more struggle than the rest of us. <laughs>
0: um, and yeah, essentially, you get to choose out a Bulbasaur, Squirrel, or Charmander, and you go around and collect the gym badges. Uh, there's also the evil organization um which is it called team rocket yeah i yep Yep. it is team called team rocket but you don't have uh justin james in the original version of the game we'll talk a little bit later about yellow but um uh yeah just just it's it's that you you go collecting the gym badges but there's also this side plot and i think the side plot adds like I, i i think if it was just a game where you collect badges and then you defeat the the final boss you're it i think it would lack something uh but yeah, what are your takes on, on the general story um, and, and some what I just said there?
1: I think it's uh, pretty solid. It accomplishes basically all it needs to. Um, my one problem with uh, Team Rocket, and I really like Team Rocket in a lot of ways, they have a lot of uh, personality in the game, despite the fact that they all use terrible Pokemon, except for Giovanni, um, is... You never actually like set out to fight Team Rocket. They just coincidentally keep getting in your way, and <laughs> <laughs> you, the all-powerful eleven-year-old, wipe away <laughs> the mafia just like as a casual thing. See, yeah, I just... actually,
2: I actually enjoyed that. It, it felt a, it felt a lot more organic. Mm. Where other other games have had, I'm not going to call it a problem. Because it's not. There's nothing wrong with story structure. It's a design choice.
0: Yeah, there, might there's, this there's definitely a
2: design to it. Um, but other games have kind of uh, like it's been part of the marketing material where they talk about like the basic plot of the story. They'll be like, "Here's our evil team for the generation," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess," but like, I don't know. It was it was nice to have kind of an emergent plot is not the correct term for it because it's not like it's it's player interpreted or anything like that. But like to just be like, yeah, these guys just keep showing up with their hats. <laughs> they've got like snakes, and they've got coughing, and they've got like like it's just so many Zubats. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> they locked down a whole city? Like, this is nuts. And like I, I appreciated that. It was it was nice to kind of like stumble across it at different points.
0: Mm.
2: Cause it, but- it felt it felt really built up in not not like set up and payoff, but like you kind of run into them a few times, and you're like, oh, these these are, like, whatever, small-time crooks. And then you get to Saffron City, and you're like, wow, these are big-time crooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Um, um, yeah, no, I, I do agree that, like, later games, and we'll get into those when they come up, uh, overly focused on the team. I just feel like Rocket needed, like, a little bit to, like, in the end, to have you, like, actually go after them. Like you go to Sylph Code just because you need like a set of binoculars and like if they just handed them to you at the door, most ninety nine percent of players would be like, okay, neat, buy not not even
2: though, because you get them and I know what you're talking about, and I don't want to be that guy, but you you get the Sylph scope from the the Celadon hideout. Oh so, like going into Sylph Tower is like even I, I don't even know if there's proper justification for it other than I, think hey, I can't get from to the gym. gym. Yeah, they can't get to the gym and that's basically it. And I, I think there's like, there's sort of some implied where Gary is like, well, I'm going to save the day. And you're like, like, hell you will. I'm going <laughs> to do, do it. You smug prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which is, which is gonna... a very
2: 10 year old plot, I suppose. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I remember getting uh, actually stuck when I originally played this game in... Uh, was it was it Saffron? The, the middle city? Yep. Uh, yep. I When they took over the city, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> I, I think... I actually think in my original playthrough of the game, I stopped playing. And I went on and played the second generation. Because I got so stuck. And, you know, um, I don't know if Matt... If if um, I if I got unstuck, it was definitely Matt told me how to get out of it. But I I, a hundred percent, I got to that point, and my kid brain could not figure. It
1: out. My, my big thing was uh, it's just like, all right, time to go on to the next city. Walks into uh, like one of those checkpoint guards. He's just like, man, oh, I'm yes. really thirsty. And it's like, okay, that's neat, but I want to go. And it's like, no, I'm thirsty. And it's just like, that's what it uh, was. <laughs> and like. Oh, I spent like days trying to figure out how to get past this guy. Until I figured out, you have to like go in the underground like bike tunnel to bypass an entire city to go to a different city to get to a supermarket to buy lemonade. Lemonade.
2: It it always killed me that there were four guards. I assume they were brothers, just because it (laughs) operates on JRPG logic. They're all brothers, right? It's like Nurse Joy. No, Um, it it always killed me. I think the implication was, when he says, I'll share this with the others, is that, like, he'll tell the others to, like, let you pass because you're a nice person and gave him a drink. But since it doesn't matter which one you give it to, I it implies that he just shares the drink with all of them. And I'm like <laughs> There are four of you. This is one bottle of iced tea. How is that working out? Like, I thought you were thirsty. Come on, man. Like...
0: No, no, no. You know, this is what it was. This is what it was. One of them accepts the bribes and tells everyone else that if you need a bribe in the future, this kid's got your back. <laughs>
2: right! That's, that's what I think the implication was. There. They're like, yeah, let this kid pass. He's cool. But they're like, I'll share this with the others. And I'm like, will you, though? Because I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> this kid's cool. He managed to figure out how to use a bike <laughs> tunnel to bypass this entirely to go to Celadon City and go to a supermarket and buy a lemonade.
0: <laughs> let, let's talk about that choice, okay? Because I think... I think once again this is one of those things that it is very clever and anyone who is above the age of like 12 would probably see it and kind of be like okay what's this drink let's let's figure out where to find this drink right and they could still have some difficulties but at least they know what they're looking for I think for anyone who's like 10 and under you you could you could get there and you could be like ant you know like to, to Matt's point so I think I think that's one part I guess of the whole game that is at the same time, it's really intriguing, and it's like, cool, you have to like figure out what this, how to get past them, right? Um, but at the other hand, it's also, um, I don't know, it also kind of feels like it can make the game experience, especially for someone who's younger, a, a little worse. How do, how do you feel about this?
1: I mean, I think we're going to get into, in later games, Pokemon throwing up absurd roadblocks into your path. To uh, funnel you down different ra- different roads,
2: we were actually talking about that this morning in another Discord about how um, this this whole Suez situation is is very
0: <laughs> wow. uh, like early
2: JRPG because it feels oh. like the most arbitrary like thing in the world. where it's like yeah, shift turned sideways. Yeah, it's like
1: time I to just go feel all now, the way around africa
0: now that we've mentioned this uh 100 percent, the next pokemon game is gonna involve some ship turning sideways and blocking the the, the the you're gonna have to fight some pokemon on this to get to get through this ship and get on the other side or something
2: it, it's actually relevant because i saw a meme literally yesterday where it was just the ssn turned sideways yeah. <laughs> oh, and boy. they're just like yeah nobody can get out of vermilion city i'm just like oh my God, this has gone too far
1: it has, it has. Um, uh, I, I think the drink is the most is the most egregious thing in uh, the first I generation. <laughs> I completely agree.
2: I strongly disagree, but we'll get to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I really want to hear that. But Matt, say why it isn't, and then Tristan, tell him why he's wrong.
1: <laughs> um, well, because like, why is the only place in this world to buy to get lemonade? <laughs> Here's, uh, here's they, the
0: reality. This is what it should have been. It should have been, he asks for it, and then you go in the underground, and there's just a vending machine there. Yeah. like, that, like That's honestly
1: how it should have been designed. Like, why is the one place to buy beverages in this entire country?
2: Yeah, in this the one department area. store has the only vending machines in the entirety of the region. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's... That feels about right to my juvenile experience. Um, I... I, if I had to pick one story roadblock, I would say that's probably the most arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in general, Gen 1 is kind of a mess from top to bottom. There's,
0: there's <laughs> Wait, a lot of there's that's a, lot that's a of weird things. turn here because no,
2: we'll, we'll get to mechanics and I, I will blow your minds because that, that game had like wow, okay, um, we'll talk about mechanics in a second. I, the I, one that I, always got me that was completely impenetrable was always, um. Like Lavender Tower? Cause I was like, These are full on ghosts. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I d I don't get it.
0: Um, okay, I think we can talk about it in a second. I, I I wanna just finish up with a story because there's there's one thing that I've always asked or or I guess thought about. Um, but you know, I obviously have not looked it up since. But like, wasn't was there a strong implication or was this just a theory that, that the leader of Team Rocket was your father?
2: Uh, uh, I think it's only a theory. Yeah, it's only ever a theory. He is—he yeah. is the rival's father from, um, gold and silver. They confirm yeah. that.
0: It's the rival's father for, in gold and silver. Yeah, yeah. But right I guess kid. they do. They I do guess. Confirm uh, that. Yeah, maybe maybe the thing is because they mention the fact that your father isn't around. Right? Is like you're, you you kind of like feel like what what does this have to do? And that's a common theme in some of the games, which I guess is a little. Like, is, is that, like, a societal implication on, on, like, a situation in Japan? Like, is that why they're, like, okay, a lot of people relate to this or having a father? I, I
2: think it so. might be cultural. Um, mm-hmm. Pokemon has a weird, a few weird culture shock things, right? I think part of that, the implication there is, like, the father is just working or something like that.
0: Just working, yeah, yeah. No, um, and I've heard of that before in, in, in uh, cases of Japanese society.
2: I, but, I think the funniest thing as far as, like, translated, like, like localized stuff is that um, for for a small child, I I don't think the implication there or like is it, it doesn't come across that the currency you use is supposed to be yen or some equivalent too. Because um, I remember thinking to myself, like I, I'd see TVs for two hundred dollars, and that's how much a Pokeball costs, and I am like, really? Like, how rich are these people?
1: <laughs> you know, you beat up like a school kid and he gives you twelve hundred dollars. Right. I am like
2: wow this is this is ridiculous
0: i'm gonna be honest Um, i only figured that out like last year (laughs) i thought there um, was just some arbitrary money
2: system (laughs) i I have seen i have seen some implications that um it's like a tongue-in-cheek fan theory that there was just a massive war Mm. in the pokemon universe at some point um and like most of the adult men died in it because you only really see either like super old dudes super young dudes or anyone who would be like like middle-aged is like in a gang. <laughs> 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 um, you have Lieutenant Surge who more or less confirms that he used Pokemon in actual war crimes during some armed <laughs> conflict. It's, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess we all get socialized medicine out of it in the end. So it's not all bad but all right. uh,
0: yeah yeah uh I, I think i think this is maybe a good time to, to talk about mechanics because i'm really curious just to, to get your perspective on these mechanics that you thought were all over the place which given it was the first generation kind of makes sense uh so what were some of those
2: Tristan? <laughs> oh there's so many um for starters um type advantages were they existed but they weren't like relevant in a few cases <laughs> no i that sounds stupid but it's true so like Psychic was always weak to ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. But ghosts only had one ghost attack in Gen 1 and that was just Nightshade which did fix damage based on your level. So like, <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, the three ghosts in the game all had poison as their secondary typing which meant Psychic countered them actually. Um, <laughs> psychic in general was just very like it's it's an astonishingly good type it's stupid like all it doesn't help that all the psychic types in the game are like incredible like kadabra or alakazam is super fast it's got a massive special stat that's i'll get to that in a second cuz that's also stupid um to say nothing of mewtwo but like they didn't have counters like there was there was psychic was weak to bug and yeah. ghost and Wait, there were no ghost moves that did super effective damage, and for bug moves it was like leech life, which like <clears throat> okay, and pin <laughs> missile, which was just bad, and was only on like I don't no no that's a lie I think there was um, twin needle as well from yeah twin from needle Beedrill.
1: on uh, bead drill, but that yeah. brings us into the other problem. But it was also all
2: bad, so it's just like yeah
1: this all, is a no, mess. no, the other problem was all those bug types tended to have poison as a secondary type. Right! So yeah, the only one with any, like, fighting psychic. chance... The only
2: one with any real fighting chance to kill psychic types, ironically, was Jolteon, because it was fast enough <laughs> and had access to pin <laughs> missile. So it's like, really, guys? Like, did nobody <laughs> think this through?
0: You know, it's it, funny. You say all this, but to my child brain, that didn't understand any of anything, except oh, the fire, water, grass... I thought it was it was a, a marvelous uh, game of RNG. Honestly, it was like I was uh, <laughs> it's like spinning the lottery every time. You know, like, it's it's, <laughs> it's extra funny spots.
2: because um, they they they've done a lot of work since to like split it up, mm-hmm. but um, it's something you you kind of notice it if you played the right Pokemon going back from Gen two to Gen one. Um, the special stat was one stat, like special was your special attack and special defense, mm-hmm. um, which is yes, what made... Yes. It's what made Alakazam so, like, oppressive because it had this massive special attack, but you also couldn't dent it with any kind of special move whatsoever. Um, amnesia, which is a move that now increases special defense by, like, a lot, um, just let you sweep things. Like, it was just... You turned into this unstoppable juggernaut after, like, two turns of amnesia, and it was just... It was ridiculous. Um,
1: Mind empty. All all
2: things are killed. Critical hits. Critical hits at the time were tied largely to speed. Okay. Um, which made the so, move yeah. agility absolutely ridiculous. Because not only were you going first all the time, but you were also more likely to crit things. Conversely... <laughs> Um, the move Focus Energy was glitched. I, I, I think Which, it's some kind of integer rollover. Focus Energy makes it so that you're more likely to crit. It's supposed to raise yeah. your chance by yeah, like yeah. a stage. Um, in Gen 1, it just disabled crits for you. Like, straight oh up. It, it was some kind of like integer rollover or something like that that they didn't catch, and it just There's if you used Focus here. Energy, <laughs> you could not crit anymore for the duration of that battle. And it's like all right this is cool um those those i'm really happy
0: tristan that you're on because because a hundred percent if Matt and i were doing this show i think we'd have a great (laughs) show but i think we missed (laughs) all of these things like none of these things would have been brought up a hundred percent anyway keep going
1: keep going i probably would have been like you know psychic was a bit overpowered (laughs) anyway (laughs)
0: <laughs> that, that would have been the extent of this conversation, but I'm learning something. I will anyway, make a going. point.
1: I will make a point about psychic being overpowered. I feel like someone on the dev team knew how powerful psychic is, considering it's a plot point that the psychic gym has completely uprooted the the martial artist gym, <laughs>
2: and like yeah.
1: left them bankrupt because they cannot compete.
2: <laughs> it, it was also funny. This is one of the ones that actually got um, nerfed for the the western releases but blizzard so so there's always like two basic elemental moves right like you've got thunderbolt ice beam flamethrower and they're like pretty consistent they do like some pretty good damage right you know but they're not like the best they're just like the consistent version but then if you want like fire blast thunder or blizzard they're like they they hit like a truck but like there's a good chance you will miss Mm-hmm. Um, Blizzard did not have that problem in the <laughs> original versions it had like 90% accuracy it had a whopping 30% chance of freezing you and that didn't wear off over time in gen 1 <laughs> that that was a modern development so like if you were frozen by Blizzard which I, you got a 1 in 3 chance um, it was effectively a knockout and it was just like okay that's alright okay this this is happening I guess there's, there's just a lot of weird like early installment jank which is which is fine because it was it was a the 90s and b their first like attempt at this <laughs> like you're you're talking about um the, basically the pitch meeting for for Pokemon um i was i was gonna interject but it just kind of we passed it um it started off because the guy who like designed it like to collect bugs as a kid like yes, that was his yes. whole thing and he was just like yeah what if the bugs were like Elemental demigods—that'd be neat. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that's pretty neat. Let's let's go with that." <laughs> so, so I I don't blame them for not having like mechanical density in mind, and they just kind of like, "Yeah, that works. Thirty percent chance to freeze. Okay, cool. Go for it."
1: Yeah, you know I- the. I don't think anyone going into Pokemon thought, you know, this is going to become the most successful media franchise of all time. So we really need to they absolutely get our stuff didn't. right.
2: Yeah, and it shows as far as I'm concerned. But I mean not, not necessarily in a bad way because there's still early charm to it, but it is it's definitely a series that's shown its age.
0: I think I think to be fair though there is something to that to the um sometimes you just got to release that first iteration and see if people latch onto it despite its faults. Oh, definitely, so, right? yeah. Um, and I think that's what you know. If we if we want to, uh, you know, if we're if you're kind of looking at this game and how it started this phenomenon, it's like, despite its faults, it had something that a lot of kids enjoyed. So, uh, yeah. it it did what it was supposed to do, I guess.
2: I, I would go so far as to say that actually speaks to it in terms of like sticking quality, mm-hmm. where like you you can take this objectively flawed thing and it'll still just take off like wildfire.
1: Well, speaking of taking off like Wildfire, I think we've been talking around and not discussing one of the main aspects of Pokemon. (laughs) We haven't really talked about the Pokemon yet.
0: Yes, yes. The Pokemon, the first generation Pokemon, which I will maintain, I think is the best generation. But that is 100% nostalgia based. Nothing nothing else. Um, Because it's so tough because I actually think the design of a lot of Pokemon in Gen 2, I like a lot more. But for some reason, there's there's something about the first 150 that I'm like, even if there's some really cool cooler designs in the in the in the later ones, I'm like, yeah, but you can't beat the original 150. You know, I, I I have too much nostalgia. Like I feel like cannot be, like cannot, I, you know. What, what do you want to say, Matt? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say
1: I I agree. It probably is nostalgia because all the problems people have with a lot of modern uh, Pokemon can also be found in the first generation like people are like that's just a garbage bag and I'm like and this is a snake called snake (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's it's completely true though and I was I was gonna get there if you didn't not not to like dunk on it but yeah
1: this is a seal called seal that's it (laughs) um no, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really strong designs in Gen One. Um, like one of my favorites is uh, Kabutops.
0: Mm-hmm. Kabutops. Yes, is yes,
1: yeah. that's a really strong design. Um, and uh, you know, I I kind of rag on Ekans and Arbok for just being Snake backwards and Cobra backwards, but um, the actual designs are uh really really well done they're, you just see them solid. so much you get tired you know
2: <laughs> yeah i mean that's understandable i i think i i feel like they they recognize that and that's why they went so hard into like alternate forms with like the more recent games mm-hmm. Which, like I'm, I'm here for it's it's neat
0: It it's neat and it doesn't force me to get all the alternate forms to say that i've caught the pokemon so i'm already yeah. i'm all on board for that uh I will say as well for me, like I remember literally any Pokemon that I'd seen in the anime and caught was like, those were my favorite ones. So for instance, um, what was like the, 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 was it Mankey? Is that, yep. is that the, yep. yeah. Is, is that the evolved form or is that the, no, the form?
2: one. Primeape is the evolved form.
0: Okay. The Primeape, because it was in that one anime episode where they were fighting, one of my favorite Pokemon from the first run. Uh, 100% as well, the, um, Raichu for whatever reason I actually really like. Wow. I don't know. It, it, there's something about that, but I feel like you know it's kind of weird to say that, but I, I actually really like Raichu's design. <laughs> I was watching that that, that episode with the uh, when, you know, when they're fighting against Pikachu. I'm like, nah, Pikachu wouldn't win that. All right, my my kid <laughs> brain was like, there's no way. Okay, Ra- Raichu, take it easy. It, I thought that it was is a really kind cool of episode funny in hindsight tale. how like
1: mm-hmm. Pikachu became like the face of the brand get in the game he has like just his stat layout is really bad
2: <laughs> pikachu is like weird yeah
1: it, like, it's 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 a, a surprisingly rare pokemon, pokemon that is not very good but is the <laughs> face of the brand <laughs> do,
0: yeah wait do, do you need any of you know and this might be like a good time to get into it, unless unless some of you want to actually let's let's talk about before we do this mew and mewtwo what, what are your thoughts on Mew and mewtwo tristan and um, then maybe matt
2: after yeah how do you mean just like in general
0: I, as these like they were kind of the like the god pokemon i guess of the first franchise i mean we can talk about the birds as well but uh <laughs> yeah what, what do it. you think of some of these legendaries
2: I, I thought it was interesting that they were kind of like dabbling with this kind of like mythology to it where like mew was like You'll see memes about, like, which was the first Pokemon, because, get Arceus is the god of all Pokemon, Mew is the first Pokemon, um, Rhydon is the first designed Pokemon, Bulbasaur is the first in the decks, and you've got all these different answers to the question. Mm. Um, It was interesting to see, like, this... um, Like, like deep lore, I guess, if you're looking for it as an eight-year-old. Yeah, like, Um, if you really
1: pay attention to the, uh, like destroyed man. Yeah, that's on what I was going to say. Island.
2: Yeah, there, there's some interesting stuff in the underground or like the, the mansion. Yeah. Where it was like, this is this is neat.
1: Um, Do either of you know if Mew is actually catchable in the
0: it is
2: red not. and blue? It, is, it not. is not. No, you had to get it from an event. Okay, People talk part... about the truck. It was not under the truck. <laughs> it it took me
0: 20 years. It took me 20 years and I finally got an event and then not only that, I end up realizing that I ha- actually had a whole bunch of people who were willing to trade it for, like, past legendaries. Anyway, that's, that's point being, I have, like, three Mews in my... In my All profile. right, I let me, let me backtrack
2: slightly. Let me backtrack slightly. That is half true. You can catch Mew in the game, but you have to do a glitch for it. Mm. And, you know, oh, well, so okay. really weird things. Yeah. It's, it's not officially in the game, though.
1: Yeah, it was always... A, it was a little weird how, like, you can catch Mew, too but unless you're paying attention you have no idea what mew 1 is. So is it mentioned in the game? Yeah, uh,
2: it's in it's in the destroyed mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. if you read the books, there's like a few things like that.
1: You know, if, if they you, talk about,
2: um, sorry, you, you can continue.
1: I was going to say if you if if an 8-year-old has the attention span to like really like read <laughs> and understand and correlate the books in the mansion, they can Figure out that Mew exists and that Mewtwo is a clone of Mew, but if you don't pay attention, like me, you know, you just come across Mewtwo in the cave and you're like, "I'm going to need a whole anime movie to make sense of this." Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess I I see
0: see that I sidetracked, but I don't know. It felt like uh, both of you were like, "Nah, I really didn't want to talk about and Mewtwo that much." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I just don't have a lot to say about them. Okay, it, it fair, yeah, fair cool. enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, Mewtwo um... became
2: this like arc villain, I guess, <laughs> for like the greater Pokemon anime. But apart from that, it was kind of like, "Oh yeah, it's Mewtwo." It, it,
1: I, I guess yeah, like fair. you just kind of, um, you know, you play through the game. You 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 uh, go to what is it, Cerulean City? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and there's a police officer standing in front of a cave, like, no, you're you're not nearly badass enough to walk into this cave, kid. I, I actually,
2: <laughs> I I'll, I will correct that, but only because it's a really funny anecdote. Okay. Um it's not, or no, I can hold on. Let me check it. Hold on. There's D-
0: double check it. Double check it. I remember.
2: I remember because the, there's the way cave entrances looked in Gen One. They were just like a hole. Um, I remember it looking like the dude had like crazy hair. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me find it. it it might be it might be that it was a cop and it, i was just like wow that hair sticks out of his hat but i feel like it was one of those like like muscle dudes with the shirts yeah it was it was just some guy that looked like he had here i'll, I'll put it in, i'll put it in the discord so you guys can see it I'm i kidding. i just strongly remember seeing this guy and being like wow his hair is ridiculous huh. i could have sworn it was a police yeah. officer I think it was a police officer in later games.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, why
0: is some random guy guarding it and not a police officer? If it's a, if it's like some site that's dangerous for people to enter, you know?
2: I, I like, appreciate that when I look at it on Google, there are like 17 different people who are like, yeah, I, I thought that guy had like a massive hat. <laughs> They're comparing him to like the guards at Buckingham Palace. <laughs>
1: yeah you 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 just go into this cave and then there's just like uh Mewtwo's there and uh you know we were talking about how broken Alakazam is Mewtwo is just like what if Alakazam was better (laughs) 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 uh like thankfully you have the master ball so you can just instantly catch him because if you like actually tried to like legitimately catch him because you know for example you use a master ball on a on a Rattata or something like that um he he will destroy you.
2: Unless you use the duplication glitches which is what I did all the time. Yeah. I, I saved that and I was like, what's that? 128 Master Balls. Alright. <laughs> <Gotta laughs> time to trivialize on. the rest of this game. <laughs> can,
0: can I say I, I feel like uh the Master Balls in future games like stop stop being the same thing. Um because or maybe maybe in the really recent ones, because I actually have no idea what to use the Master Balls for anymore. Like I'm like, is there Pokemon that like run away? Can I use it on that? Is there no? There is. I, I always okay. use them on
2: rumors in cases yeah, where yeah. they exist. I, I,
0: yeah, but I agree. But it's like all the regular ones. I'm like, no, I can I can just catch it. I'm I'm that good now. You know? Honestly, like, I got that skill
1: after my experience with uh, trying to catch uh, Rayquaza on Spear Pillar in Sapphire. I always use the Master Ball on the uh, hidden Super Legendary because. They might have rest or recover. Yeah, that's fine. I'm right. not about that. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, sorry. Uh, I actually wanted to. Yeah, to see right now if uh, we want, we can maybe t- turn this conversation and talk about Pokemon Yellow Unless, unless there's some other thoughts that, that either of you had here.
1: Um, I just wanted to ask, what is everyone's favorite starter?
0: Oh, yes. That that is a good thing to ask. Are we uh, talking
2: explicitly Gen One? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um that's still difficult if I'm honest.
0: I I feel I have yeah, once again, all three of those Pokémon probably rank somewhere because of nostalgia and like, you know, some so near the top of whatever I think of, you know, my favorite Pokémon. But if I were to choose or talking about like including the evolutions or yeah, just
1: yeah. including the evolution, you always have to include the evolutions for starting. It's <laughs> so
0: funny cuz as a kid, I would say Charizard, but like hundred percent now, it's Blastoise for me.
2: I I think it, I think it's Blastoise overall for me too. I I have like Charizard fatigue because like yeah. Game Freak just cannot stop. Um, if if we're going with just base stages, I love Bulbasaur to pieces. Mm. I just don't like Venusaur very much.
1: Yeah, That's Venusaur would be a better design if he didn't have the doofy tree.
2: I, I I just don't quite like it. I like Mega Venusaur. Like or it's got like this like lush jungle on its back. Where I'm like, yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah, it, it um, is. It's funny to me that like they iterated on that later with Torterra, <laughs> where they were like, here's a cooler turtle. <laughs> 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 oh.
0: Um.
1: But yeah. No, I definitely agree with Blastoise as well, and I I sympathize with Charizard fatigue. Charizard is a close second, but the Charizard fatigue just uh, drops him. But segueing into Pokemon Yellow, because I knew I'd be able to do this. Mm. Um, in Pokemon Yellow, you didn't have to choose.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I like I like them.
2: that very much. Uh, um,
0: I I think I mentioned this to Matt last time, but that I when I played it, I had the original um, party, like the original. I, I like went with the anime party. Sorry. I shouldn't say original. I said anime party. So like, I literally because you could. I was like, okay, Butterfree, uh, Pidgeotto, <laughs> Charters, That that was my party uh, when I when I went back and played the game.
2: That's understandable. Um, it's a solid party.
1: What
0: did what did you guys th- think of of Pokemon Yellow compared to maybe the original games?
1: I actually really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that with as popular as the Pokemon anime has been, they haven't really done something quite like yellow since because Mm. for people who don't know yellow has a lot of the anime into it like you fight jesse and james the squirtle squad shows up and that's how you get squirtle Yes. Um, Yes, you know all the all the starters you get you get them roughly the same way that ash does in the anime uh you start off with a pikachu that you can look back on and he'll like smile at you in a big sprite art. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah, and you'll you'll be totally destroyed in the early game because Pikachu is not a very <laughs> powerful Pokemon for your starter. It's you know it was accurate to Ash. <laughs>
2: they they actually kept that in mind. Um because they made some changes out of necessity to Yellow where um certain Pokemon you can normally get very early have their movesets changed around.
0: Mm.
2: Or like when they when they learn things, it's changed around. Um, like Mankey doesn't usually learn low kick until like, I don't remember when, but it's it's a while. Oh, that's but how then, you're
0: supposed to beat it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have in, to get Mankey. In, or, yeah, Brock or Nidoran. Just, One of the destroy Nidorans you. can also do it. One of the <laughs> Nidorans can also
2: do it, because they learn double kick pretty quick.
0: I think when I beat it, I, I evolved Ratatata to uh to <laughs> got hyperfang, and i think i just like out leveled by like 20 and then and then i beat it i think that was my strategy <laughs> um but i i think i think you have to say though because like it, it was based on the success of the anime like essentially if you like the anime you got to actually live it so i think for people who hadn't played the games especially the younger kids i think a lot i really appealed to me at least Uh, when I played Yellow, because it was like, oh, this is literally like the anime I watched as as a kid.
2: Um, Yeah, it was a fun idea for a game. I like that it's effectively the definitive version. Yeah. There's there's nothing, I mean, not counting remakes. What do you you mean um, uh, by effective? Well, I mean, (laughs) sorry, it's definitive in that like they've done the most to it. Ah, okay. Uh, Like it's it's got better sprite work, they made a few mm -hmm. changes. Um, by the time Yellow came out, and it's it's the one glaring flaw I- I'll say in like quotation marks. Um, by Yellow, they had fixed the item duplication glitch, <laughs> so you could not do that anymore. Um, the Mew glitch is still in it though, which is iconic. But you know, um, generally speaking, it just it's just a better like like it just plays better. They they fixed some of like the most glaring issues, um, not the core mechanical things that were like weird, but like. Yeah. It's, it's more polished. Um,
1: and honestly, um, adding in those Pokemon so that you can actually get past Brock is a godsend because um, you could. In the original games, you had the choice you of You were trying to scratch between, your way
0: through a rock, Matt? Because that's what I yeah, did, I but say, I played yeah, it the first time. <laughs> yeah,
2: same. If you picked Charmander, you were yeah, like picking Payton. <laughs> it, it didn't help that, like. So, so they kind of starter choice in in the first games were, was kind of like a soft difficulty setting, mm-hmm. because Venusaur was like good against the, the first choice. two gyms, and then like resistant to the third. So you're like, yeah. And then Squirtle had a great time with Brock, but then it was like mm, not great afterwards. And then Charmander just had this uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> when
0: you realize that your Charmander was under level to the rest of your Pokemon after the first two gyms, that's when you knew you made the wrong choice. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I think overall, I think I, if, if there is like a game that I'd like to maybe, you know, be willing to go back to, or would want to play through again, I think the yellow version would be out of the three, what I choose just because it has that added uh, nostalgia element from the anime. I don't know if uh, either of you agree with me on that or no.
2: No, I, I I agree. That's it's the yeah. one I would go back to of the three. Yeah, yeah. If it's, I like have... how I it's like how I won't really look at Diamond or Pearl because Platinum exists. <laughs> yeah.
1: If I if I had to play one of the Game Boy versions of Gen One, I would do that. Otherwise, I'd probably go back to Leaf Green. But mm. that can be uh, uh, a topic for. That, Pokemon, that's our uh, Pokemon Gen called? One Redux Edition
0: yeah that's that's our uh round two of going th- i think the remakes will be its own little series but but uh we'll, we'll save them for now because i think um i think it'll be cool when we go through all these and kind of see how pokemon evolved and and how the games evolved and some of the things that we we kind of start seeing that we enjoyed and start seeing he said the word. word
2: he said evolved <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy uh the, then uh then we can go back and be like okay what did they do in the remakes and and you know Um, were they were these remakes worth it and i mean that that could be a whole other discussion but yeah uh i think i think maybe now we can get give our final thoughts you know maybe we can have this kind of final thoughts on uh the first generation of pokemon games specifically um so well
1: yeah uh something i just want to ask (laughs) because this might be a this might be a fun thing to ask moving as we go along yes uh for this game what is your judgment on the feasibility of catching them all
0: in this game is mew in the pokedex
2: (laughs) it exists in the pokedex yeah but you can't can't catch them all catch it yourself okay
0: excluding mew um i mean it's i think this was feasible because most people would kind of like you'd pair up with a friend and you'd each buy different versions so you could kind of trade
2: imagine having friends with a link cable couldn't I was made. that friend. Matt was that <laughs> friend. No, no, no. Um, okay, I had friends that played, but none of us had link cables, so we were all just like, "That'd be neat."
0: Matt, Matt, well, because Matt, Matt, your sister also played, right? So that yeah, uh, that's I think why she had the just Game just Boy color
1: link, color link cable. I got the Game Boy Advance link cable. And not only there.
0: that, I think Matt was like almost like a uh, to anyone who did happen to play Pokemon, he was the link cable for
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it I remember bringing it a couple times at school just for other people to use. That's
0: yeah, yeah. Um I you know, of all the of all the new games you can you can you can you know moan about the new games, but uh I feel like uh the ability to just connect online and trade that way has made oh, it a lot sure. easier. the, um, the first but...
2: Pokedex I ever finished was Diamond and that was solely because of Wi-Fi yeah. stuff
0: regardless I, I i have to say though i think it is feasible i think in this game it is feasible it's it's yeah.
2: pretty um, close yeah yeah,
1: yeah i, f- it, it just I, I amount... figured that'd be the answer but i want to ask this question as we move forward because yes yes
2: that's that's understandable yeah
0: um that's a but... great question i like that matt, matt slowly started like implementing his own segments and i love it so we have <laughs> we like have the uh we have the um what's your favorite starter segment and we have uh, this now. The uh, is it feasible? I like it. Like, Matt will have his own list of things he's
1: added to the show over, over time.
2: We'll we remember it next retroactively time. Retroactively answer the other ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the, um, the Tristan catch up episode. <laughs>
2: uh
0: well, the only one we've done is Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I think, I think we can uh, maybe maybe leave you know leave that answer to sometime in the future on that's some other her, episode. That's uh, yeah. I, I I know we go and venture into the other games because the comparison is is a valid point, but I I do kind of want the uh, <laughs> the episode to still be relatively about the game we talk about.
2: Oh no, that, that's that's fair. No, I was I was uh, like ninety nine percent joking.
0: All good, all good. I, I do think though, like if I were to get into um, being able to catch them all but Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, do you have an hour? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Define cause, all Cause, anyway. Uh, I, <laughs> because there will be an episode, I, I think we've talked, uh, Matt and I have talked about this before, there will be an episode just titled National Dex. Like, it will happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, and it won't have any game associated, it'll just be called Nas- Pokemon National Dex, and that'll be it. Um, That's fair, but, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, okay, final thoughts, Matt, uh, and then final thoughts Tristan.
1: Um, The first generation of Pokemon, I think, is a very strong first effort. It has some... Uh, pretty glaring mechanical flaws, Uh, some of the plotting and whatnot, it can be a bit arbitrary at times, but I think I think its legacy kind of speaks for itself. It Mm. had these flaws, but it had a really, really attractive model that uh, appealed to a lot of people, and set off a series that I very much enjoy even to this day.
2: Tristan? I can't just say same, can I? No. (laughs) Um... I, I think it's. I think it's still a very charming game. It's not one that I revisit often, just because I have other things that I'm doing, and like strictly speaking, there are better games that I wanted to play. Pokemon again, <laughs> um, not out of any hatred towards Gen One. It's just kind of one of those. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of grown past it. Um, I think a lot of people put it on a pedestal. It doesn't necessarily deserve, as far as like how it's held up. But as far as, like, how it was at the time and its, like, lasting legacy, I, I think that's pretty unassailable as far as I'm concerned.
0: I, th- Yeah, I, and I'm going to bounce off that for my final thought here. I think um, this wouldn't be... Like, if, if I were to introduce someone to the Pokemon franchise, this would not be the game I'd introduce them on. I think if someone played uh, a Pokemon game and really enjoyed it and really got into Pokemon, then I'd be like, okay, hey, you might want to, you know... Uh, grab someone's ds who bought that version or or see if someone has a yellow cartridge running around um but um go back and then play it like once you already have a, an affinity for the franchise and the games right um i would not recommend this as the first game because i think there's a lot of things that are old video game design yeah tropes right? right um like there there's a lot of inconveniences which you go back, and I think I, I thought of them as cool when I went back to play them. But if you're if this is the first game you're playing, you're going to be like, okay, why can't I do this? Or why? why like, uh, why do I have to level all the Pokemon individually? You know, uh, when when you have like you know XP share and all those things that, that aren't included, right? Just just quality of life things. And I mean, I guess we can argue about the, making games too easy is also a thing you don't want to do. But in general, I think there's a lot of small things that would make this game. Not difficult, but annoying for some people who are trying to, you know, if they're trying to get into Pokemon games, this would not necessarily be my first game. However, just like in, you know, the Marvel Universe where all of a sudden Age of Ultron is really, you know, uh, it, it's become a lot more favored because of uh, of uh, WandaVision, you know, because all of a sudden there, it, it like it makes WandaVision has made Age of Ultron this this movie that people want to see or have more affinity to because there's this greater backstory I think the reason will this will this game will always be held up on a pedestal. It's because it builds like all the other games are built upon it, right? So the um, it is it creates the universe that all the other games exist in, and so you know when you look at this original, um, and you know you, we, well when we talk about second gen, I mean I think especially with second gen, I think I think the second gen makes this game better because of the fact that you're you're feeling the story com- is combined right the, the story continues it's kind of this uh gen 1 and 2 are kind of these like together games in, in, so, in my mind a little bit yeah um they're more
1: connected so, than the others yes know? and it's... and you
0: need you need this first game for that second game to be so cool that the ending at least yeah um and and that's my takeaway it's it's worth it probably a little overrated but but definitely um if you were to tell me this is the first game that you came up with for for something that uh, kids would enjoy. You did a really good job.
2: <laughs> it's it's interesting that they went what six generations without mentioning Kanto, or like before they didn't mention Kanto at all.
0: When is the last time like, you mentioned Kanto?
2: I actually don't know. It was, oh no, no, I just meant like through like one one was Kanto obviously, but like two had Kanto in it, mm-hmm. um, three had the remakes, four had Kanto by extension of it being in, like the Heart Gold Soul Silver remakes. Yeah. And then even in Gen 5 with Black and White 2, um a bunch of Kanto like characters appeared in like different like situations. So like clearly there's like this connective tissue that this it's... game just kind forms for like the rest of the series on the whole, and I I think that's cool.
0: I think it's really cool, but I think it is a smart design choice because having them all interconnect, right? Um would eventually be harder to overcome when you want to do something new.
2: Oh no, definitely, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's what you have to be um, careful of, right? Yeah, yeah. It was
2: it was one of the more glaring issues with a few of the later ones, where it was like, okay, but where are the things I like already? <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. All right. I think. I think. Yeah. I think that's a nice little bow. Uh. Yeah. If you know, Matt Matt's adding his segments, but I kind of like the final thought segment because it, it leaves our listeners with with that maybe in their mind of, of our final kind of ideas. Um, you know, to be fair, I feel now that I think about some of the final thoughts ones, maybe we should have done sword and shield at the end. Cause my final thoughts might've been a lot more. Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe
2: we can have
1: sword and shield redux. Yeah, I think when they release their remakes in
2: 2027.
0: <laughs> I think we will, and Tristan, that's when you'll get to talk about can you catch them all in, in Sword and Shield. That's fair. Uh, I, I think we will do a redux because, I mean, at the very end of, of going through all the games, because, you know, we, we started with the most recent one, and that was like, you know, we were just thinking about it, right? But now when we go and we talk about... and. You know, it seems like Tristan's a wealth of knowledge on, on a lot of these like smaller things that we might miss when we go through these games. So I'm very happy to have you, Tristan. <laughs> um, the when we go through all these games and we think about you know what led to Pokemon Sword and Shield, when we revisit Pokemon Sword and Shield, we might have a very different opinion. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, regardless, um, uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, I think we will. You know, we're we're kind of keeping this two week schedule, but um in my attempt to not make any promises i can't keep um only promise i make is that within 30 days there will be another episode when that will be uh you shall see um anyway from myself from matt from tristan thank you all for listening and thanks for uh, listening we'll see you, we'll see you next yeah, time